everyone. Welcome to All the Tea in China. As a former apprentice producer of Performance Hub in Belgrade, I interview live artists and invite them to send recordings of their personal encounter with Yovanovitch and Performance Hub. This is Bu Rong. Stay tuned. Hello. Yeah. Hello. So, Mask was uh, when was your first visit to Belgrade? It was in November 2016. Was it your first time there? Yes, I'd never been to Belgrade or Zagreb,、mm. and I went to both places in one one trip. I was only there. I was there, less than a week. I think I was in. Why did you go、countries. to? Um, I was invited to take part in the Extravagant Bodies Festival in 2016. By uh, originally, um, I think uh, Olga, you know Olga Jurgensen, and、um, Melissa. Oh, they were there as well. Melissa. Yeah, Melissa, not Melissa. That's <laughs>、no. like that's like a military organization.、Um, Uh, Melissa and Olga—they were organising the festival, I think, and、um, I think they'd spoken to Lois Keedon about whether or not there were any、uh, interesting artists.、Uh, what was the theme of the work that year? Extravagant body and crime. Crime, yes, it was、yeah. crime and punishment. So、yeah. they were looking for work that sort of interrogated、um, the law, and、uh, Lois recommended me、uh, because I've made work about. Crime and Performing in pub, not really, not really about crime and punishment. But often when I do my performances in the street, they often work. With, they often end with the police coming along, and you know, not they're not really designed to be pr- provoking the police into showing up. In very few occasions has that been the case, but normally as a byproduct of me doing something strange in public space, and people don't understand what it is or know what it is or.、Uh, So often the police show up. I've only been arrested once, and that was very early in my career. I don't go out of my way to get arrested because it's easy to get arrested. Too easy. You can get arrested in five minutes in London these days. You only have to, you know, hardly have to do anything. So my work's not about getting arrested. It's about not getting arrested. Anyway, so before I went, we discussed a lot about what kind of work I could make in in Serbia and Zagreb. So I sent them lots of ideas of、um, street street performances. Probably I can find out. Actually, I could send you the email. Probably I sent about ten ideas because I always send too many ideas.、Um, and they didn't they, they didn't have a big budget for the festival. But I told them about a project I've been doing called the Death of Social Housing, which was originally commissioned by、um, Alessandra Cianetti. And it was at a time when a lot of people were being kicked out of their houses in London,、yeah. um, which the council calls、uh, decanting, which is all you know. Decanting is when you like pour, when you open a bottle of wine, you pour the wine out into a different. So it's a quite a posh 
term. It's like a it's it's like a meth, um, it's like a euphemism. It's like ethnic cleansing. You know, it kind of sounds quite nice. <laughs> cleansing, mm, sound, get all nice and cleansed. Um, but actually, it's just a euphemism for kicking people out of their houses so you can turn them into luxury flats, which you know is an ongoing problem in London and it turns out in Belgrade so when I told them about this performance they were like oh wow well in Belgrade we have this whole area called the, Bel the Belgrade waterfront and mm. it's a contested space because um, they're trying to kick everybody out of this I guess it's the old dock areas and they're trying to gentrify and build all these luxury uh, redevelopment uh, complexes and um and it's crazy it was crazy what they told me about I, I read stories about how um, gangs would be would uh, go there in the night and literally like start knocking down the buildings illegally when there were people still living inside them and people were like getting killed in the middle of the night because people would become coming along and trying to demolish their buildings well so compared to london it's even worse really um so we thought maybe we can do the death of social housing in belgrade obviously without the horse-drawn hearse and the coffin because we didn't have access to that but when i first was going to do it in London um, Tanya Harrison who curates the Latitude Festival or I should say curated she's just quit her job um, said we, I like this idea of this thing you're going to be doing at the Barbican come and do it at Latitude and I was like well I can't because it requires a horse drawn carriage and a coffin and I need to be in a, you know, dressed as a funeral director and we don't have access to that infrastructure and she said no oh, just come and do it anyway so I thought what uh, but I thought, okay, well, we can make these little models of buildings, I suppose. And, mm, the um, paper ones. Yeah, I'd made a kind of little paper craft replica of, um, not Trellick Tower, it's actually the Balfron Tower in East London, but designed by the same architect as Trellick Tower, um, which have both been uh, refurbished and both all the flats, they used to be council houses and now the flats are private and they go for millions and both excellent examples of early brutalist architecture a, a symbol of you know if you if you look after brutalist architecture you know it can be it can be beautiful a uh, beautiful place to live we were crossing the border from zagreb no sorry from uh, from uh, croatia? croatia into serbia yeah and what happened well i've just noticed a few differences between the two countries there's quite subtle you know crossing a border is often subtle but in this case um the uh, the quality the quality of the tarmac on the road changed as soon as we got over the border from quite a nice smooth road surface to a very bumpy road surface, and that's when I realised we're in Serbia now. Mm, do you need a visa to go to Serbia? I don't think so. Ah, so you just went. Yeah, we didn't. I don't think there was any. There wasn't much evidence of a border, except for. Um, did we even get our passport checked? I don't think we did. There was like a service station where I bought some sunglasses on the border, a petrol station and, you know, a little cafe. But yeah, the road quality uh, got worse when we were in Serbia. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's because Serbia is not in the EU. No. Did you know that before? Croatia is in the EU. Croatia is. But Serbia is not. No. So maybe there's some difference, maybe there's some kind of EU road surfacing bylaw. Mm. I know. I also know that there are no IKEAs in Serbia, but there are IKEAs in Croatia. Mm, now there's the first IKEA in Serbia. In in Belgrade. Wow. Well, that's that's a game changer. <laughs> Which yeah came there, the last summer. Mm. So that's a 
Yeah, the first IKEA, first Dara. Wow. Mm. So we figured out a way to do the death of social housing in Belgrade. We made the little models in the in the youth centre, and then we uh, all dressed in black. Uh, we played some sad funeral music, and we marched from the youth centre uh, through the streets, carrying our models down to uh, down to the Belgrade waterfront. And yeah, I remember it was very strange down there. They directed all these big flags everywhere saying Belgrade Waterfront, which I think had been um, left there illegally by the developers just on the pavement in big concrete barrels just to try and claim the space. And um, we crossed over some railway lines. And we weren't sure if we'd be able to get to the waterfront because we thought it might be privatised and fenced mm, off. Not but yet. it was accessible then. Yes. So um, we got right onto the river, which isn't the Danube, is it? What's the river that goes through Belgrade? I can't remember. Anyway, and we got right down to the, the waterfront. Sarah, yeah, yeah, the um, the water was quite... Uh, the, the waves were quite heavy. So our little boats... We tried to put our little boats into the water, um, but a lot of them were capsizing. So it took a little while to, to float our boats. We set fire to them as well. So it was like a, um, a nod to uh, like Norse sea burial... You know, in um, Scandinavian countries, they used to set fire to people's bodies on a boat and then push it into the lake. So we were doing the same thing with these small models of um, British council blocks. Hmm. And it was beautiful. There was a swan. A swan came oh, along. Back. We didn't kill the, We didn't injure the <laughs> swan. At the Barbican, we weren't allowed to set the boats on fire because they were worried about the... Um, the birds. Precious birds yeah. and dogs. But latitude, we did set <laughs> fire to them, but on a kind of floating platform that we that we pushed out into the middle of the lake. Yeah. And actually, this all happened before the Grenfell Tower burnt down in London. And now it's actually too, it's too upsetting to do that performance with the burning of the buildings at the end now, because it reminds people too much of what happened at Grenfell. So um, I've changed the ending of the performance. So I, when I do it now, instead we have a much more uplifting ending, a much more optimistic ending, in which we attach the cardboard models to um, helium balloons and we let the balloons off into the sky. So um, it's a more of an optimistic conclusion to the performance, which uh, reduces the amount of grief and suffering that people feel. Yeah. And um, air burial. This is how I would like to be buried when I die. I would like to have my body attached to helium balloons and then I will just float off into the sky. Air burial. It's more efficient than using land to bury people's bodies. Why not bury them in the sky? Eventually, I suppose, <laughs> at high altitude, the balloons will burst and then, you know depending on where you, where you are, it could be a dangerous way to bury people, couldn't it? Did you see some performances in Belgrade? I did. I saw in Belgrade and Zagreb, I saw lots of amazing work. Um, I met Karen Finley for the first time, who was doing a performance little there. Little portrait for you. The little miniature portraits. It was about, she was trying to reduce the shame associated with sexting. So um, you would send a photograph, a sort of semi-naked picture of yourself to Karen Finley, and she would receive it, and then she would make a beautiful little miniature portrait of it on a canvas which she would then sell to you. But she was very generous. <laughs> she gave me one for free because I was one of the other artists. I was so, so I'm very, I'm very pleased with that little picture. And um, I'd heard about Karen Finley's work for years, you know, um, my 
at university, my teacher would talk about Cowan Finley. Andre Stitt was my teacher, and he would tell us about Cowan Finley's work. So it was um, an honour to make friends with her. And um, yeah, I saw lots of interesting work by uh, local artists as well. So it was really great because I knew I knew of some of these artists already. So it was really good to meet them and see their performances and mm. hang out with them a while. And um, everyone everyone smokes cigarettes in Serbia. There's, there's no there's no smoking ban in Serbia. So you would come home and your all your clothes would stink of smoke. It was like being in Glasgow in the late 1990s. So it was very different Serbia. I liked it. I didn't get to spend much time there. I was only there for a couple of days. But um, and most of that time was spent in the um, Belgrade Youth Club. But um, it was a fascinating place and there's loads of interesting artists. And it feels like it is on a border because it's kind of on the border of the EU. And mm, are they on your visa to go to even Croatia? Really? If yes. You, if you're Serbian, you have of to. Of course, yeah. even now. Mm, and that's the struggle that has been going on for almost... 20, 30 years. Yeah. So, yeah. That's nice because you're the, on the EU side, so you can go there without passport. But, yeah. Oh, without visa, sorry. Oh, if yeah. you go the other way around, you need to apply. Wow. Each time you go there. So, it's always friends going to Belgrade to visit them rather than them going. Rather than the other way. Yeah. How strange. Mm. So, it feels like a kind of contested space. And um, I tried to do a redux there as well, my redux project. I was going to try and make one of my reduxes there where I remake scenes from famous movies. Which one? In uh, Belgrade, I was going to go to um, New Belgrade and there's a hotel called the uh, Hotel Yugoslavia, a kind of brutalist, modernist hotel and a terrible Kevin Costner action movie called Three Days to Kill, Two Days to Kill was filmed How many there. Days? <laughs> And um, it's not a good movie, but it has a big action sequence outside this hotel in Belgrade. So we didn't really have time or money to do it at that festival. Um, but I went and did a recce. I went and looked at the locations. I had a lovely day, actually. My, my last day before I went to the airport, I just wandered around New Belgrade. And they took an amazing picture. Right? Yeah, because there's, there's some amazing brutalist architecture. Like it, oh, The architecture in Belgrade is remarkable. And plus there's all these amazing monuments, war monuments, all around the country. Yeah. Uh, so I'd really like to go back and explore some of that a little bit more one day.